Hello, I'm Kate Nash, and you have Fruit Punch Mouth. Welcome to episode two of my podcast. How's your week been? Mine has been interesting. I feel like there's something going on in the stars. It's one of those kinds of weeks where I'm sure something's going on up there. Just a couple of confronting things, a couple of funny little things in the air. Anyone else relating to that? Cutler surprises. Other than that, I'm actually doing pretty good this week in quarantine. I was able to go into a recording studio and record some songs. <sighs> no idea when they're going to reach the light of day as I've been told that culture is dead and the only thing that anyone cares about is the news cycle. So unfortunately I can't share those with you but do know that I have been recording songs and music. They exist and one day I will release them. I'm in the autumnal zone. It's just so much better for me. It just makes me feel so different. Um, bought my first pumpkin. Made me very happy. And in general, I feel a lot better this week at the moment. I have started... Um, I'm going to ask you to join me on this, but I've started a social media challenge. I think social media is so crap. I think it's the trash armpit of our current universe. Talk about this a lot. But I only go on social media on my allowed days, which is Thursday to Saturday. And Sunday through Wednesday, I don't go on social media. I'm happier this week because of that. It definitely correlates with how stressed and anxious I feel. So I have to start responding to that instead of just complaining about it. Join me in my social media challenge. I do have one social media related thing to bitch about something that I wrote down because I'm crazy <laughs> sometimes I just need to rant even to myself so I just write notes about how I feel about something that really pisses me off so this is about Lil Michaela. okay do you know who Lil Michaela is I'm assuming that you do she's an avatar she's a fake well she's just a digital image I think there's a really cool world to be explored within the idea of an avatar. But Lil Michaela is not cool. Lil Michaela is exploiting teenage girls. Her creators closed a deal worth $125 million. Cool. And she's adored by the fashion industry. I don't get it. Like, are we actually that obsessed with young, hot, perfect-looking teenage girls that we have to now create fake ones to sell products I find it re-exploitative I'm so grossed out by it it's like the ultimate way to exploit teenage girls is to create a digital image that's pretending to be one <laughs> to sell products to teenage girls whilst making those teenage girls feel even shitter than they did before yeah it's really weird I'm just confused also, just the fashion industry in general already being so shamelessly known for abusing young girls, like not supporting their mental health, not supporting older women, you know, lots of eating disorders within the fashion industry. It's a very, like, elitist club. And now they love a digital image that's 
got the voice of a teenage girl, but, you know, they can't work on treating actual real-life teenage girls better. Maybe they should do that. I just, I'm not into everyone just pretending that a multi-million dollar advertising tool is a real person <laughs> that we all want to have an Instagram picture with. Just don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. Um, advertising companies are quoted saying there's less risk involved working with digital avatars because they're not real. No shit. <laughs> like she's literally controlled by an advertising company. Don't be excited by Lil Michaela. If you are, you're literally living in an episode of South Park and you need to get a grip. Okay, a multi-million dollar corporation pretending to be a teenage girl isn't cool. It's really fucking creepy. It's like the ultimate creep show. Why is everyone an idiot? Anyway, if that's not an incentive to spend less time on social media, I don't know what is. I think they're just winning. I just think they're winning. We need to wake up. <laughs> By them, I mean the comic book bad guys that run the world. I heard a rumour online that aliens are coming on the 19th of September. I don't really remember where I saw the rumour, so I'm just going to help spread it, even though I have no trusted source. Because that's the world that we live in. Guys, I'm definitely running over my five-minute intro today. To any new listeners, I was supposed to have a five-minute intro, review the horror film and have a five-minute outro, but I did say five minutes-ish because I knew that this would happen. Anyway, moving on, I have a story for you. I want to introduce you to someone very special to me. His name is Campo. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to refer to people on this podcast that are in my life and I don't like when people just start talking about someone on first, you know, like the first name term thing where you're, they're like, Sarah says blah. And you're like, who the fuck is Sarah? So I, I don't want to just assume that people know who I live with and hang out with and who I'm friends with. So let me tell you, I live with Stella, my dog, who I've had since... 2014 when I first moved to LA I rescued Stella off the streets she's my soulmate I also live with Vlad Vladimir she ran in front of our car a year ago it was Halloween it was actually on Halloween Vlad ran in front of our car and when I say our car I'm talking about Thomas Silverman we live together in LA and the most precious thing in all of our lives, is our dear, dear friend, Campo. So when I first started dating Tom, Tom lived with Campo. They were roommates in London. Campo and Tom are both old friends of mine. And our love for each other was rekindled in 2017 when I started dating Tom and we all just kind of started hanging out at their house in Clapton. And it was really fun. Campo came to visit us in LA last year and the time that we just got Vlad. And we had some excellent adventures. We attempted to go to Big Bear for Tom's birthday. And there was this insane snowstorm. I drove everyone up the mountain and we got stuck in snow. At one point there was actually blood. I can't remember who was bleeding, but it was either Tom or Campo trying to get chewed up chains off of the tires. We're being sliding around on the roads on ice and we got stuck. And trying to get these chains off, one of the guys cut their hand open. It was very exciting. 
I was priding myself on how much I was like pushing us forward up this mountain. But it was definitely getting dangerous. And at one point we actually got completely stuck. I knew it was going to happen. I could feel the car wasn't going to make it. And I was like, come on, girl, you can do it. But it it just got stuck. The wheel, it was like in a movie when they're just like, it just wasn't going anywhere. And we got saved by these incredible Chinese guys in these gigantic SUVs that had lights all over them. One of those cars that has like teletext graphics, like scrolling around the vehicle. They were so cool. They couldn't speak English. We couldn't speak Chinese, but they could help turn our car around, which made me so angry. I didn't want to turn around. I wanted to go up the mountain, but we, we would have died. They rescued us. And so we're driving back down the mountain. It's so late. I feel like we were in the car for eight hours or something at this point. And the thought of getting back down the mountain with all that snow and ice, and it was so late, so tired, was really scary. It was going to take us like another three or four hours to get down there, surely. So we were kind of scouring, looking out the window at every hotel we went past to see if they were open. Everything's dark. We see a couple of people at a petrol station that's also closed. They tell us that they're not sure we're going to have any luck. And at that point, I'd given up on the dream and accepted defeat. And I really wanted to get us somewhere safe because I didn't like that responsibility as a tired driver to take us down the mountain. Because, you know, when you're driving on ice, it's so scary. It can just, like, turn the steering wheel. You lose control. So driving down, stressed out, And all of a sudden, through the snowflakes and icicles in the trees, we see this lit up little hotel. We stop. Tom runs out. Campo gets out the car, does a piss in front of me. I realise we've peaked in our friendship. I'm ecstatic beyond words. I can't describe how I felt in that moment. It wasn't graphic or anything, like he turned around, but it was right in front of me. I was very pleased. And Tom comes back out saying, they have room and they're going to let us stay here. Oh my God, we were so relieved. So we pull in, park, covered in snow, boots, coats. We've brought everything for the birthday, dinner, cake. I made fresh pumpkin pie. Balloons, surprise balloons and decorations to decorate the Airbnb with. So we drudge everything in got coolers all sorts get it all in tom takes a shower to warm up me and campo spring into action decorate this little room we've got one room for the three of us which i think is so cute and we put up the happy birthday signs and blow up all the balloons really quietly and we have veggie hot dogs with us and a microwave so we put the veggie hot dogs in cups and put them in the microwave there's a couple beers i've got some kombucha get it all ready tom's comes out the shower he's blown away We sit there, we're going through a keeping up appearances phase during that time, watching Hyacinth Bouquet, Mrs. B-U-C-K-E-T. We watch an episode of that on our laptops and fall asleep together, the three of us in the bed. One of the greatest nights of my entire life. Full disclosure, once we'd started drifting off together, Campo moved to the foot of the bed on one of those little camp beds. Campo on the camp bed at the foot of the bed. If you're not almost asleep and about to have the sweetest dreams of your life, 
but this isn't a good night moon podcast this is a horror movie review podcast by me kate nash let's get on with the freak punch mouth please Episode one, I said that there would be spoilers in this podcast, but today I am going to try and stay away from too many spoilers because the movie I'm reviewing is called Ginger Snaps and it's one of my personal favourite horror movies ever made and I really would encourage you to watch and enjoy it. It was also a request from Craig one of our gorgeous listeners who sent me a list of some of his favourite camp horror and scary horror movies and a lot of his faves aligned with mine. So I thought I'm going to do Ginger Snaps because this movie is incredible. Ginger Snaps came out in the year 2000. Millennium. It's Canadian. It's directed by John Fawcett. It stars Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel, two iconic, awesome leads. And it was written by Karen Walton. When I was a teenager, I actually went to a writing workshop at the Soho Theatre in London. And Karen Walton was there. They had a variety of different writers um, and they showed a snippet of Ginger Snaps. There was like a projector and a screen. I showed a snippet of the movie and interviewed Karen. And I really remember being like, what the fuck? This movie looks so cool. I have to watch this. Ginger Snaps has werewolves. It has teenage sisters. It has suicide pact. To me, this movie is everything I love about the genre horror and the fantasy sci-fi world that I fell in love with when I started watching the X-Files and Buffy as a teenager. The thing that drew me to these kinds of shows and films was escaping my teenage girl life battling demons physically that you can't battle mentally searching for something mystery the unknown you know hormonal instincts that you start to get in touch with as a teenager it's during that time for me that these kinds of shows and themes became really relevant I've got two sisters. We're really close in age. Helen is 18 months younger than me. Claire is two and a half years older than me. We fought like wild, flaming vixen beasts from one of the levels of hell growing up. We're also extremely close. But we went through this hormonal change all at the same time, really. My poor parents. My poor. Shout out Marie and Steve. They're definitely not listening to this. But I'm going to text them and tell them to. 
so anyway, back to Ginger Snaps, the idea of these teenage sisters being really close, being into the morbid, they photograph. Uh, one of the sisters is a photographer and the other one models in these like very dark, morbid scenario scenes that they that they create together a lot featuring one of them always like dying in some like horrific fashion they've loads of fake blood and they take all these like really dark pictures for projects at school they also have a suicide pact it's really like over dramatic teenage hormonal angst and pain you're just dealing with your sisters and promising to like end it together i fucking love that Obviously, don't love suicide, but I, th I, I think in the horror genre, it's about dramatizing the emotions that we have and giving them some kind of monstrous physical embodiment, something horrific, something exaggerated, something scary. We get to vicariously run away or fight back. The monsters in our real lives are not demons or werewolves. They're ourselves sometimes. They're the emotions that we're dealing with, the relationships that we're in, the situations that we are unhappy with. And I've, I've always tried to live vicariously through horror and sci-fi so that I can get the payoff of seeing someone like slay the demon for me and this film in particular is so relatable to a teenage girl it's about being a teenage girl it's about getting your period it's about becoming hormonal sexually awakened and all told through the story of a werewolf and a full moon it's genius to me so two sisters bridget and ginger ginger's obviously the one that snaps ginger gets her period and the girls have snuck out to seek out revenge on one of the school bullies by stealing her dog. And Ginger gets her period, like whilst they're out in the middle of the night. And uh, she gets attacked by a creature, a werewolf, who's attracted to the scent of her period blood. And she gets bitten and really badly wounded. Bridget's like chasing her through the woods. It's just such a cool scene. It's really scary. Looks really cold and really dark where they are. And um, yeah, she's, she's bitten by the wolf. So then the movie kind of follows the story of Ginger changing hormonally and getting hair and becoming aggressively sexual and it really distances her from Bridget which I think is such a teenage thing you know like we develop at different times and growing up that is so big and it can make you feel really isolated from your best friend who you were so close with and you felt like you shared everything with especially these female friendships that are almost like relationships and um, it can be really heartbreaking when someone grows up and you didn't. And so that's what's happening in the film is Ginger is developing and Bridget's really hurt by it and confused and trying to control her 
but she can't because you can't control a werewolf. One of my favourite scenes in the movie is when Trina comes over to accuse Ginger of stealing a dog and things get completely out of hand and Trina accidentally gets killed. It's awesome because Ginger's at that point where she feels dangerous enough to kill. Like we're scared that she's going to do that. But Trina just gets killed accidentally. Things get heated and just gets out of hand. And I think that's so cool for like building tension. And um, it's all about this moment. When When is she going to snap? When is she going to go like completely too far? But obviously things have gotten like insane. And the girl's parents get home. And because they do all these photo shoots, these death suicide photo shoot projects they don't have long before the parents are about to enter the door and they just set the whole thing up as though it's a scene in a school project and the mum has no idea and it's one of those really cool classic horror movie scenes if you've got sisters if you've got female best friends if you've been through being a fucking teenager then you're going to relate to this film I'm not going to spoil it more than that. I'm actually not going to describe anything else because I feel like you get the picture. It's quite simple. It's one of, that's what that, that's the best horror movie, isn't it? It's when it, the story is simple. It just becomes like classic if it's done well. You don't need a lot to make something scary. All the great horrors actually are things that you can relate to in some way. Like I was talking about Halloween. Like everybody's pretty much everyone's babysat for someone and been freaked out because you're the adult in the situation but you're still a teenager and that's kind of scary yeah all the greatest horrors are simple i would argue also i love monsters i love creature features i love actual horror halloween spooky monster stuff i'm well up for that when it's done right, it's so fucking good. It can be done so badly. But it's so exciting to me when there's like a scary monster because they're not even real. It's like I'm actually, I can be creeped out by the idea of a werewolf and they don't exist or do they? <laughs> Guys, episode two. We did it. I did it so proud of myself what are you gonna go as for halloween i don't think we're really going to be going anywhere but i think we should still dress up i'm thinking of going as stella tom perhaps is going to go as vlad but i'm also thinking i'm probably going to have multiple costumes because what else is going on in my life do you have any good ideas for me for yourself let's brainstorm I'm very excited. I fucking love dressing up. That's so obvious. Of course I love dressing up. Today I saw a praying mantis. I've seen two before in LA a few years ago. I haven't seen them for a long time. But I saw this cute, like, dusty pink praying mantis when I was in the dog park. Dog parks are a thing in America. We don't really have, like, dog parks in England. We just have parks. We've got a lot of parks here 
they have dog parks which are spe special spe special as I was saying spe special dust bowls for dogs to poo in and play in it looks like in Terminator 2 when she has that daydream and she's carving fate into the bench anyway dog parks are a thing so I was there this morning and I saw a praying mantis that's amazing I think there's a lot that we can appreciate about life at the moment from nature and that's all around us all the time so I'm really appreciating bugs <laughs> one thing that we've gotten really into I say we really it's Tom has gotten really into whilst we're in quarantine is permaculture and growing so many things in the garden and the ethos behind permaculture which is very interesting and there's this idea that for example if you have lots of slugs in your garden and you're like oh I've got a slug problem the permaculture way of thinking is you don't have a slug problem mate you've got a duck deficiency so you'd get loads of ducks and they would take care of the slug problem but kind of working with nature as opposed to against it and it's really interesting how you can apply some of these ideas to everyday life in the city so one of the things that we do is we shower with buckets and collect water as long as it's just soap can't collect the water from shampooing and conditioning i rarely do that anyway so no worries but they call it gray water you can collect it and use that to water anything in the garden that isn't you know like a root vegetable or something anything that grows up out of the ground it will filter through all the gray stuff and use the nutrients the water hydration i don't know what i'm talking about clearly but that's what we're doing last night i had a dream this is unrelated i had a dream that i was on a bus with julia coming from sunflower bean who i know i've known for many years julia and the band the 1975 who i don't know at all and we were driving around trying to book shows and failing obviously and everyone had masks on there's many other people on the bus don't know who they were other bands though no one could book tours such a sad dream it's also a reality um one year ago i was at reaper barn festival i can't believe that was a year ago i can believe it i don't know what time it is fuck time reaper barn festival is is digital this year they've gone digital so i don't know what's happening in germany with coronavirus i think they're like handling it really well that wouldn't surprise anyone and they, I think, have members of the public at Reaper Barn Festival right now in a kind of controlled way. But you can also buy digital tickets. It's this weekend. I'm going to do it. I really want to go to their conferences. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever want to go to music business conferences, but I've got some ideas about things that need changing around here, and I want to go. So maybe you should go there as well, check out. I mean, don't go to the conferences unless you're in music. That'd be really boring. But if you want to go and check out Reaper Barn Festival digitally, that's kind of a cool thing that's happening. I'm going to go and eat some food now. And um, it's a little bit shorter, I think. I don't know. I did fucking ramble on in the intro. I've got no idea how long this is. Don't care.
thank you so much for tuning in listening to this podcast go and watch ginger snaps stay safe wear masks stay six feet apart i actually i'm gonna cry when i hug one of my friends again that's sounded like i was wrapping up i'm not obviously try and get an irish person off the phone fucking try i've been homesick this week for friends back home i facetimed emma and jay emma and jay play music with me and linda we had a little group zoom and it was a little bit sad (laughs) it was a little bit sad it's like we don't you know it's weird isn't it catching up with friends because not much to catch up on at the moment but you want to connect and you want to talk to each other but not a lot's going on so it's it's all emotional kind of conversations really or like rehashing the same shit and um it's interesting but yeah i miss my friends i miss hugging miss hanging out it's all going to come back we're going to appreciate it like we never even knew that we we were capable of so stay hopeful stay safe and bye (laughs) 